Thank you for tuning into Holistic Finance, where we promote financial balance and financial health. Our mission is to simplify your finances so you can focus on your practice and enjoy life. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Burklow and Alex Collins. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. I am your host, Ryan Burklow. With me, as always, Alexander Bradley Collins. He loves when I call him by his middle name. Yes, it, it doesn't make me feel like I'm getting in trouble with my wallet when I'm two at all. Huh? I won't say what I'm thinking. <laughs> so, so we were chatting earlier and a lot of our conversation has been more technical um, or maybe philosophical uh, oftentimes around money talking about, you know, where to put money, talking about even product around life insurance. And I was listening to a podcast on the way to work the other day, and it just kind of hit me where we should have a conversation around really like the difficulties it is for couples to to really sit down and have a conversation around money. Yeah, it's a massively challenging thing to do. And it's one of those taboo subjects that causes a majority of the fights in marriages. Yeah, and it, it and that's one piece. The other piece is I think a lot of people want to have the conversation around money once they get past that taboo, and then it's finding the time to actually do it. Oh, for sure. We live in a society where usually both spouses work, and if you have kids, you're spending half your evening shuttling kids back and forth from various different activities. So... Well, we thought we'd you know, have a conversation around just us really, I thought we would share our personal lives around like how do, how do we eventually talk about money with our spouses and kind of go from there. You, know, you and I make a living of it, talking around money. And I don't know about you, like I, I still have a hard time having <laughs> that conversation with, with Diane around, around that. So, you know, let's just be realistic here. Oftentimes we're dealing with uh, households that have two income earners, right? Yep. That alone, like the stress of having the jobs, right? The day-to-day work uh, and, and trying to make a living and trying to get promoted and thrive and build what you want to build, like that's a, that's a huge stress. Then we come home and we get to pick up our children and then we get to run them around. Like my daughter's in ballet. She's been in gymnastics. She's been in cheer. My son's in golf. My son's in basketball and karate. Right. And I know Sienna's in different activities as well. Right. So then we get to shuttle them around. Um, and so it's just one big ball of chaos, whether it's dealing with, you know, friends, family activities, whatever, like rarely do you have a, an evening where you get to just come home and exist. Right. Right. And even when you do get to come home, and let's just say you're not shuttling your kids everywhere, maybe you want to sit on the couch and like not think for a second. <laughs> That's like nine times out of 10. My wife and I have that conversation when we come in is like, yep, I, I just kind of want to sit and exist for a few minutes and like unplug from the world. Right. So the last thing that we want to talk about is, Hey, hun, let's talk about money. <laughs> 
Right. Because that's not going to add any stress to the day or the mind or even if it's not going to add stress, let's just say like you're financially, you know, stable and sure. you're happy where you're at, but you still want to have that conversation. It's just, it's, it's not something that I wake up and I'm in the industry. It's not something I want to wake up and talk to my wife about. But it, it doesn't cause me stress. And at the same time, it can be a stressful conversation. Like it, I, guarantee you it causes Heather a whole bunch of stress just in general um, just talking about money in general you know gives her concern even if it even if the news is all good right and then you've got well at talking about you know I look back with my family we didn't often talk about money and I don't know if it was necessarily taboo it was just I'm not sure we had a ton of it uh, early on. You know, my father was in the military, so when you're in the military, it doesn't scream billionaire. Really? <laughs> right? But I don't ever remember, like, I don't remember being what what you would call maybe poor, like my parents saying, no, we can't afford that. I never remember that coming out of their mouth, but I also never remember them teaching me about basic one-on-one finances, and that that's not a, a slam against my parents. It, it it, again, it's just walking the, walking the day-to-day of life. Well, and, and let's call a spade a spade. Our, our country does a horrible job of teaching financial literacy, like providing a basic understanding of how finances work doesn't exist and hasn't existed. Like, I mean, a lot of us wind up fi- figuring it out through trial and error and you know seeing what worked for our parents and what caused issues for our parents and for the for the you know whether it's good or bad we oftentimes wind up repeating what they've done you know sometimes good sometimes bad other times we see what they did and attempt to do 100 percent the opposite Um, so it really just kind of depends on the situation and what you had growing up right so now we're married and then we have no idea what our spouse has learned or not learned from finances. And then we want to have a conversation with them about that when we didn't a learn about it and B it's never really the fun thing to talk about. So, (laughs) right. So behavior, like oftentimes people talk about behavior around like going in and out of the market when the market's going down, right. Or up, right. That behavior aspect, uh, of when, that when to buy and sell right exactly what the, what the appropriate reaction is it's also the behavior of just having the conversation right? right and understanding around money and oftentimes one of the members of the of the couple is typically the control of the financial side of of the household sometimes i mean like for example for heather and i heather does a lot of the day-to-day stuff like managing like the bills and things of that nature and I do the long-term planning. And so I've seen that a decent amount too, where you've got split responsibilities. Um, you know, and so it's, it, it, it takes a bunch of different forms. I mean, I've seen it where the wife takes care of the finances completely. I've seen it where the husband takes care of the finances completely. And I've seen various different split arrangements. Heck, I've even seen arrangements where you've got like almost three different budgets being run where you've got the husband doing his own thing, the wife doing her own thing, and then a joint budget of trying to pay for things like the house and cars and things of that nature together. Right, and this goes back to the different dynamics where or how we were raised, right? Like, 
if you've got one spouse that was maybe raised with some financial literacy and you've got one that isn't, obviously the one that with financial literacy might be more apt to actually take on that role. Yeah. Uh, one, the other thing is that if you've got like two systems and structures for managing finances that are dramatically different, <laughs> we haven't even talked about the actual combination of finances, right? You get married and say, well, should we have a joint account or should we keep our account finance or finances separate? <laughs> right? Like how does this all come into play? And <laughs> obviously we're spelling out what Americans are facing, which is to a large degree, I think why there's so much financial devastation might be too strong, but just financial illiteracy in Angst general. and concern and just a general lack of, of understanding and comprehension. So, you know, we're, we're, we're spelling this all out and, you know, we've gone through it and it's so important to have some sort of conversation and another podcast, our next one, we're going to talk about just kind of simple exercises you can do that are low key, low stress. So people can get on the same page with their spouse around their, around their finances. It, it's so important because here's, here's what can happen. If one spouse is the primary control, if you will, of the finances and they fail, the other spouse is going to be quite unhappy and miserable. Obviously, so are you. Not a good life for the rest of your life. And if they succeed, well, congratulations, you did what you're supposed to do. <laughs> right. You, you did your job. Like, congratulations, you successfully went grocery shopping. Right. Not anywhere close to the same thing. And, and the, the biggest issue is, is that when you've got one spouse that buries their head in the sand, whether it's the husband or the wife, and I've seen it both ways, you can't get upset because you have essentially given up any right you have to be in the conversation because you haven't been in the conversation. The point that we're hopefully driving home here is we get that we all have these day-to-day -day activities. We've got jobs, we've got kids, we've got shuttling around to different, different stuff with the kids. How do we have time to then talk about money and when do we do it? <clears throat> yeah, and like what my wife and I have gotten away from it recently because of the whole lot of chaos that's gone on in our life. But one of the things that, that we used to do quite a bit um, and worked out really well is at times it was once a week at times it was once a month just sitting down and knowing that we're going to have a conversation around money making sure that we're both prepared to have the conversation and then just talking about hey what's going well what's not going well what do we want to do what are we what are we saving towards like where are we at and just having the conversation around the, hey here's where we're at yeah a good conversation to maybe start it doesn't even have to be around money you know you and i did an exercise earlier today um, with Chuck and the, the exercise was around like what it, you know, what's your vision or what is it you're building towards in life? And I'm, I'm wondering how many spouses had that conversation early on in their marriage. I, I can tell you from my marriage, I'm not sure we had that type of conversation, uh, up until maybe the last five years and we've been married for 15. Right. 
right? And not that you have to have this like grand conversation prior to marriage or to marriage of, I want to have three children, or maybe you do. I don't know. I mean, I guess... <laughs> I, mean, I guess maybe you do want to have that conversation if you have a spouse that wants 20 kids right. and you only want two. <laughs> well, I've actually been I, I've actually been in a financial planning conversation where I was talking to a young couple and uh I was like, "Okay, awesome. So, how much have you guys talked about the future?" Well, we've talked a ton about it. Okay, awesome. So, do we want kids in unison? Yes. Okay, great. How many kids do we want? 2 8. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and let's just split the difference let's go with six <laughs> so it was just one of those things where it's like wait a second guys this like and clearly they thought that they were on the same page and it actually wound up being really uncomfortable because they got in a huge fight over it um and, and like i felt bad and it, but in hindsight i was like well I, i'm way i'm happy that they had the conversation now as opposed to say after kid number two. Right. I, uh, what we're trying to get across here is just have a conversation of what we're, tr- what you're trying to build, right? Like uh, another extreme example might be one of the spouses might want to move to Maui and have a gorgeous home on the beach and the other spouse, let's call him Ryan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the other spouse might want to move to, Topeka, Kansas, and live on a farm. I'm not far. It's not Diane. No, that's not <laughs> Diane. But I was trying to go extreme here, right? right? Like what happens if you have those two, those are two vastly different lifestyles. For sure. And, and the other thing is, is that you might have the same vision for what your lifestyle is going to be like while you're raising kids and while you're working. And then when you get to retirement, you might have vastly different views on what retirement is. Like one of my good friends, his ideal day is like, or his ideal retirement rather is going golfing in Montana and having just a ton of land and being able to spread out and not have to worry about dealing with a whole bunch of people and, you know, jet setting down to like Palm Springs or someplace warm so that he can get away from it in the winter and, at the same time, it gets to enjoy the outdoors in the summer. And you now in this situation, it wound up working out really well because the, the spouse you know, loved that vision. But at the same time, you're, you're not always given that. And what happens if you wind up with one of you wanting to go lay on the beach in Mexico and the other one wanting to jump in an RV and drive across the country? What is hitting me... Um which I should have known this going into this conversation, but everything we're talking about in this lifestyle is you have to have some sort of income to create these lifestyles, which we started this conversation around money, right? Having the conversation with your spouse around money. If you know what you're building towards in terms of vision, it becomes way easier to save. Exactly. Now you can back into the financial conversation into how are we going to get there? Right. If you don't know what you want in the future, and we've said this before, would you ever build a home without a blueprint? Again, what are we building for? We can back into what we need to do in terms of financial conversations today. So in our next podcast, again, we're going to go through a couple of different activities 
um, that you can have with your spouse or with, really with anyone just to start the conversation going. And uh, hopefully that'll be a good takeaway for that. Today's takeaway is just start a conversation. Good point. So we hope this was valuable for you today. And as usual, cheers. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Quantified Financial Partners, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 3585 Maple Street, number 140, Ventura, California, 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Security, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is an indirect wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Number 2019-90274, expiration 11-2021.